Chapter 5 of the Bothi of Topernafuyasich by Arthur Clough. This LibriVox recording is part of the public domain. So in the cottage with Adam, the pupils five together, duly remained in red, and looked no more for Philip. Philip at Baloch shooting and dancing with Lady Maria. Breakfast at eight, and now, for brief September daylight. Luncheon at two, and dinner at seven, or even later. Five full hours between for Locke and Glen and the mountain. So in the joys of their life, and glory of shooting jackets. So they read and roamed, the pupils five with Adam. What if autumnal shower came frequent, and show from the westward? What if on browner swad, with yellow leaves besprinkled? Gemming the crispy blade, the delicate gossamer gemming. Frequent and thick lay at the morning, the chilly bead of hoar frost. Duly and matune still, and daily, whatever the weather, bathed in the rain and the frost and the mist with the glory of headers, hope. Hither also at times of cold, possible gutters, careless, unmindful, unconscious, would Hobbes, or or they departed, come, in a heavy peacoat, his trouserless trunk and wrapping, come, under a coat, over brief, those lusty legs displaying, all from the shirt to the slipper, the natural man revealing. Duly there they bathed, and daily the twain, or the trio. There where the morning was custom, where o'er the great ledge of granite, into the granite basin, descended the amber torrent, beautiful, very, to gaze in, ere plunging, beautiful also, perfect as picture, as vision in tracing that comes to the sightless. Though to the great granite jams, the stream and glen and mountain, purple with heather the mountain, the level stream and foreground, beautiful, seen by snatches and intervals of dressing, morn after morn, unsought for, recurring, themselves not too seeming, not spectators accepted into it, and mingled is truly part of it, as they are kind in the field lying there by the birches. So they bathed, they read, they roamed in glen and forest, far amid blackest pines to the waterfall they shadow. Far up, the long, long glen to the lock, and the lock beyond it. Deep under huge red cliffs, a secret, and off by the starlight, or the aurora, perchance, racing home for the eight o'clock mutton. So they bathed, and read, and roamed in heathery highland. There, in the joy of their life, and glory of shooting jackets, bathed and read and roamed, and looked no more for Philip. List to the letter that came from Philip at Block to Adam. Here I am, O friend, idle but learning wisdom. Doing penance, you think, content, if so, in my penance. You have conjectured a change must have come to my mind. I believe it. You will believe it, too, if I tell you the thoughts that haunt me. Often I find myself sane, while watching and dance or on horseback. One that is here, in her freedom and grace and imperial sweetness. Often I find myself saying, 
old faith and doctrine adjourn into the crucible casting philosophies, facts, convictions. Were it not well that the stem should be naked of leaf and tendril? Poverty-stricken, the barest, the smallest stick of the garden, flowerless, leafless, unlovely, for ninety-nine long summers. So in the hundredth, at last, were bloom for one day at the summit. So, but that fleeting flower were lovely as Lady Maria. Often I find myself saying, and not myself as I say it, what of the poor and the weary? Their labor and pain is needed. Perish the poor and weary. What can they better than perish? Perish in labor for her. Who is worth the destruction of empires? What? For a mite or a moat, an impalpable odor of honor. Armies shall bleed, cities burn, and the soldier red from the storming. Carry hot rancor and lust into chambers of mothers and daughters. What? We ourselves, for the cause of an hour, encounter the battle. Slay and be slain. Lie rotting in hospital, hulk, in prison? Die as a dog dies. Die secure that to uttermost ages. Not one ray shall loom our midnight shame and dishonor. Yea, till the silence of the fingers stand still on the world's great dial. Fathers and mothers, the gentle and the good of unborn generations, shall to their little ones point out our names for their loathing and horror? Yeah? And hoodmen in beer shops complain of a glory denied to them, which could not ever be theirs, more than now it is theirs as spectators? Which could not be, in all earth, if it were not for labor of hodmen? And I find myself saying, and what I am saying discern not. Dig in thy deep, dark prison, O miner, and finding to be thankful, though unpolished by thee, unto thee unseen in perfection, while thou art eating black bread in the poisonous air of thy cavern, far away glitter the gem on the peerless neck of a princess. Dig and starve, and be thankful. It is so, and thou hast been aiding. Often I find myself saying, an irony is it, or earnest. Yeah. What is more, to be rich? O oh, ye rich, to be sublime in great houses, purple and delicate linen and dure, to be a burgundy patient, suffer, that service be done to you. Permit the page and the valet. Vex not your souls with annoyance of charity schools or of districts. Cast not to the swine of the sty the pearls that should glean in your foreheads. Live, be lovely, forget them, be beautiful even to proudness, even for their poor sakes, whose happiness is to behold you. Live, be uncaring, be joyous, be sumptuous, only be lovely. Sumptuous not for display, and joyous not for enjoyment, not for enjoyment truly, for beauty and God's great glory. Yes, and I say, and it seems inspiration of good or of evil, it is not he that hath done it, and who shall dare gainsay it. It is not even of him, 
who hath made us. Yeah, for the lions roaring after their prey do seek their meat from God. Is it not even of him? Whoa, one kind or another? All the works of his hands hath disposed in a wonderful order, who hath made man as beasts to live the one on the other, who hath made man as himself to know the law and accept it. You will wonder at this, my friend. I also wonder. But we must live and learn. We cannot know all things at twenty. List to a letter of Hobbes to Philip, his friend at Baloch. All cathedrals are Christian. All Christians are cathedrals. Such is the orthodox doctrine. Tis ours with a slight variation. Every woman is, or should be a cathedral, built on the ancient plan, a cathedral pure and perfect, built by that only law, that use be suggester of beauty, not be concealed that is done, but all things done to adornment. Meanest utility seized as occasions to grace and embellish. So I had duly commenced in the spirit and style of my Philip. So I had formally opened the treatise upon the laws of architectural beauty and application to women. So had I writ. But my fancies are pulsed by tidings they tell me. Tidings! Ah, me! Can it be, then, that I the blasphemer accounted? Here am with reverent heed at the wondrous analogy working, pondering thy words and thy gestures. Wilt thou, a poet, apostate? How are the mighty fallen? Wilt thou, a sheepherd travesty? How are the mighty fallen? With gun, with t pipe no longer. Teachest the woods to the re-echo thy game-killing recantations. Teach thy verse to extol Amarius, a countess' daughter. But thou forgettest, bewildered, my master, that rightly considered, beauty must ever be useful. What truly is useful is graceful. She that is hand handy is handsome. Good dairy maids must be good-looking. If but the butter be nice, the tonsure of the elbow is shapely. If the cream cheeses be white, far white are the hands that made them. If, but alas, is it true? While the pupil alone in the cottage slowly elaborates here thy system of feminine graces, thou in the place, its author, art dining, small talking and dancing, dancing and pressing the fingers kid glove of a Lady Maria. These are the final words that came to the tutor from Baloch. Yes, you have conquered, my friend. You will meet me, I hope, in Oxford, altered in manners and mind. I yield to the laws and arrangements, yield to the ancient existent decrees. Who am I to resist them? Yes, you will find me altered in mind, I think, as in manners. Anxious, too, to atone for six weeks' loss of your logic. So in the cottage with Adam, the pupils five together, read and bathed, and roamed, and thought not now of Philip. All in the joy of their life, and glory of 
shooting jackets. End of chapter 5